welcome to the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to feature my recent conversation with Mary Swan. Mary is a rising second year student in our full-time MBA class of 2022, and she is also a military veteran. Talk with Mary about her background, how she ended up with Darden, what she enjoyed about her first year experience, how she's spending her summer, as well as where she's heading after Darden. After Darden, Mary will be teaching at West Point. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Mary Swan. Mary, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Fred. Well, it's great to have you here. First and foremost, how are you doing? How's your summer going? Uh, I'm doing really well. Um, I'm in Charlottesville all summer, which has been nice to kind of be able to get out and explore now that things are opening up a lot more. Um, so getting to go and uh, eat at all the restaurants on the downtown mall. Uh, I've been taking my dog on a lot of walks around Charlottesville. I live near Dardentau Park. So we go on the Ravana Trail a lot and he likes to swim in the river. So that's been fun. And have gone on a couple of tubing adventures on the river. I broke my finger during that on the rope swing. So that wasn't very fun, but um, other than that, it's just been trying to enjoy all that uh, Charlottesville has to offer. So it's been fun. Well, it sounds like you're having a great summer. I'm a little envious. It's a lot of activity <laughs> getting out there yeah. doing things. Well, it's not, I mean, kind of a bad thing because a lot of people are still doing virtual internships, but it means that people are here over the summer. So it's been nice getting to interact with classmates outside of the classroom and uh, bond that way. So that's been a positive for, for the summer so far. Well, last summer we had similar conversations with folks. Uh, obviously, <laughs> yeah. um, folks were, there was no choice. It was all, only yeah. virtual inter internships mm -hmm. at that point. And it was, it was kind of cool to hear how like the community continued to sort of flourish during that time. Students were still finding ways to get together, socially distant, but nevertheless socializing. And they had enjoyed having that time while they were doing in, like internship during the day and then maybe having some downtime together in the evenings. And so, you know, I can understand it. It would still, it would be nice to, to see your classmates and continue to engage in this way. It certainly resonates with the conversations we had on the podcast last summer. Sure, yeah. All right. Um, so tell us a little bit more about you and, and your background. Um, what did you do before coming to Darden? Sure. Uh, I am an active duty army officer. I'm a logistics officer. So before Darden, I was stationed at Fort Carson, which is in Colorado Springs. Uh, and I served as a company commander for what's called a forward support company. So my company was in charge of providing maintenance support, um, field feeding, uh, transportation, uh, fuel and ammunition distribution to an engineer battalion. Uh, so I had about 118 people uh, in my company and uh, served as their commander for 15 months and then applied um, to a program to go back to teach at West Point, which is where I did my undergrad um, and was fortunate enough to be accepted uh, to go back and teach. And part of that agreement was that I was able to come and get an MBA um, and that led me here to Darden. All right, well, you know, I'm gonna ask a few follow-up questions about <laughs> the things that you mentioned there. Um, did you <laughs> always know that you wanted to teach? Um, I haven't talked to a lot of military folks uh, who said, you know what, I, you know, I, I've decided to, to go back and teach at one of the academies. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, you know, I really didn't start thinking about it until 
Um, I was kind of done with my first job in the army and had left my first duty station and trying to think about what I wanted to do next with my military career. And I just thought back to the professors that I had while I was at West Point and how awesome they were and um, the experience that they provided for me there and the support that they provided for, I mean, really all the cadets that they had um, to teach and wanted to kind of be able to provide that mentorship and that experience for the next generation of um, future army leaders and um, reached out to a professor that had taught me at West Point that was still working in the department that I wanted to go to and kind of asked him if he thought that I would be a good fit and he said yes and to apply so <laughs> so I did and um, was yeah again fortunate enough to be selected and I'm just really excited to go back and um, experience West Point from the other side, <laughs> not as a cadet. Um, and yeah, to just um, really help shape and mentor the next generation of Army leaders. It's going to be an exciting time for sure. What do you think it's going to be like from the other side? Having been a cadet and now you're, you're teaching? Um... Um, a lot more freedom. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... I'll have a part, I'll be able to park wherever I want to. I don't have to park up uh, <laughs> as a cadet. You can't, you can't park down close to where you live. Um, so you have to march up a really big hill to, to get your car. So actually being able to park on campus close to where I'll be working is going to be a nice plus. Um, yeah, it's just going to be different because um, that is a cadet. Like you can't really leave. You're um, kind of stuck at West Point to do all of the military training and academics and all that stuff. So um, really your only escapes are um, if you take pass or if you can walk out into Highland Falls, which is the town right outside of West Point. Um, and then you get assigned a sponsor. So either an instructor or somebody else that works at the academy um, and they invite you to their house every so often. So it'll be fun to sponsor some cadets and be able to offer them an escape from the barracks and stuff like that. So. I imagine that's a special experience if you attended the academy and obviously now coming back and teaching there, um, have your, some of your former professors now as colleagues, that'll be, that'll be yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited uh, to work with um, some of my old professors again um, and to still be able to learn from them um, in this new capacity as a teacher. Um, I haven't ever taught before, so... <laughs> It'll be uh, interesting. Thankfully, they give you a summer before we start teaching to practice. You have to like go through all of the courses that you're going to teach. Um, so get some reps in before I'm in front of cadets, which will be nice. So you mentioned an MBA being part of this path uh, to teaching. Um, tell us a little bit more uh, about that. Had you thought about an MBA before you realized it was going to be part of this teaching path? Or was it teaching that put this on your radar? Yeah, you know, I thought of an MBA kind of in the abstract, like it was going to be something that I was going to do if I transitioned out of the military, kind of as a way to um, transition into a new career, um, something that I knew I kind of wanted and needed if I was going to transition into the civilian world. Um, so it was going to be like far, far away, like by the 
by the time I was thinking about getting an MBA, I probably could have gone through like an EMBA program. <laughs> um, but this opportunity to teach kind of fell in my lap um, and the timeline worked out with um, the um, job that I was doing in Colorado that, um, that yeah, it just, I, with the application process and everything, it worked out. And part of going back to teach, um, they want you to get a master's in something related to what you're going to be teaching. Um, so if I was going to the hi history department, a master's in something history related. Um, and since I'm going to be teaching in their management major, they, the most closely related master's program is an MBA. So that's what led, led to that decision. So. How did Darden get on your radar? Um, I'm from Virginia. Well, I'm technically from Virginia. I was an army brat, so I lived in a lot of places growing up, but we spent most of our time in Virginia. Um, so I kind of knew about UVA and I knew that they had a good reputation for um, their business school. Um, and my dad actually has gone to a couple of the EMBA programs that Darden has run. He works um, for the Pentagon um, and they've had him go through a couple of things. So he um, couldn't stop speaking highly of it too. Um, and I knew I wanted to come back to the East Coast. Um, I had been stationed in Hawaii and Colorado um, far away from family. So kind of wanted to get back to a decent radius. So I'd be able to visit with them. Um, and so, uh, just started looking more into the school and really liked it and decided to apply. Well, we so often find that word of mouth helps put the school on people's <laughs> yeah. radars. It's cool that your dad had done some executive education. <laughs> yeah. He actually, uh, was taught by Scott Snell at one of the programs and Scott was one of my professors this year so we got to bond over that which was kind of fun. <laughs> you mentioned being an army brat and did you always know that you wanted to serve or was that something that you resisted for a while in your life and then came back to? Uh, yeah uh, no it was pretty much always there. We um, actually took a visit out to the Air Force Academy when I was in second grade and I fell in love with the Air Force Academy and I wanted to be a fighter pilot. I thought it was so cool. Um, and then a combination of things happened that led me away from the Air Force. I, we, my brother went to West Point and we dropped him off um, for what's called reception day or our day. Um, and I finally got to see West Point in person and again was just kind of fell in love with it at first sight and then um, had a dream that I crashed a plane into a mountain. And I was like, huh, maybe I should, uh, maybe I should stay on the ground. The army's looking pretty good now. So, um, and then I did, they do a summer leader seminar for rising high school juniors or I guess seniors. Um, and so I did that at both West Point and the Air Force Academy and just felt like West Point was a better fit for me and never looked back. <laughs> so you come to Darden, you on this path, first year MBA student, um, but I think our podcast listeners are starting to put this together. Your path to Darden is a little different than um, some of our other students. I mean, even some of your military colleagues uh, weren't necessarily coming with the idea that they were going to go teach at one of the academies after graduation. So what was it like being, uh, you know, in your position, starting at Darden, brand new first year student? Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, it was, a. I don't think any of us, 
when we applied to Darden, we're expecting to come and have to do virtual school. Um, so that was um, a bit of a, an adjustment in and of itself. So um, not just like stopping work and coming from a, a military environment to, to an academic setting, which in and of itself is different, um, but then kind of being thrust into this new environment while being at home, sitting in front of a computer. Um, so that was a little tough to adjust to, um, but Darden does, I mean, they do such a great job to help and prepare you for the start of the academic year with their Darden Before Darden series. So I, I took part in that, which kind of alleviated all of the fears I had about taking accounting and finance. I was, <laughs> I was more than a little nervous to uh, start taking those classes because I remembered nothing of my undergrad education <laughs> in those in those classes. So, um, and then it kind of, it gave me a feel for what the, the learning team environment was going to be and a little teaser of what the case um, prep was going to be like. Um, so again, to alleviate a little bit of those nerves. Um, and then, I mean, you really hit the ground running. So there's not really time to, to like sit and reflect. Just it, once you start, you're in it, um, which I mean, you're kind of used to, you get used to that in the military. You get thrust into things all the time and you have to uh, you have to act. So that kind of felt a little familiar to me. Were you able to participate in, in person? I know that there were in-person learning opportunities. Did you take advantage of, of those? Yeah, I did. And it was uh, so much fun to be able to go into the classroom with your section mates and um, be able to interact with the professors in person and um, raise your hand actually, instead of having to click a button on Zoom <laughs> um, and just kind of get a feel for the environment of Darden. It was, I mean, that was something that was a little bit missing in the Zoom. And I'm, I mean, we were all so fortunate that Darden was able to figure out um, a way for us to get into the classroom so that we could, you know, have that connection with with our section mates and with our classmates, even if it's just standing six feet apart from each other in the hallway, drinking a coffee. Um, after our first class. so Yeah, that is one of the cool things of this past academic year. Darden for the full-time MBA program was able to offer in-person learning throughout the entire academic yeah. year. I mean, so they were, depending on the size of the class, so for the first year students, you know, you had 65 people or so in your section. Um, so there was a rotation that happened where- yep. you know, every three weeks. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so students had the opportunity to be in person. There were students participating virtually. And so you had choice uh, along the way if you wanted to come and be in person, but there was in-person learning in the full-time MBA throughout the academic year. It's a, it's an incredible thing. Credit to the students as well as faculty and staff that, that it happened. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I think like we kind of all took it upon ourselves to make sure that we were keeping the communities safe. Um, so making sure we were complying with all of the testing guidelines and, and all of that. And that community mentality really helped um, helped us be able to, to stay in the classroom all year. Um, so, Well, what, will you, what are you doing this summer? I'm, I'm curious how you're spending your time this summer. Yeah, um, I'm doing a volunteer internship 
um, with a company called Military Hiring Accelerator. I'm working with one of my classmates, Mark Delaney. Um, and this company is focused on um, helping to ease uh, the transition of service members into the civilian workforce. Uh, so we're kind of trying to develop a platform that takes military speak um, and translates it for civilian recruiters to um, make job matching easier for, for veterans. Well, Mark Delaney, friend of the podcast, he's been on here. He for... is a podcast king. I, you know, I should have asked him for pointers because he runs his own podcast. I, he's been on your podcast, so it would have been it would have been nice to get some pointers. But I told him too late. <laughs> One of the things I mentioned before we got on here is, you know, in our admissions team, we talked to a, a, a number of folks from the military who were looking to leverage an MBA as part of their transition plan mm -hmm. and separating from the military. You come from this hierarchical organization where your next step and your next step and your next step, all these things are very clear. And then yeah. you move into the civilian world where it's very ambiguous. Your next step is not clear. And oh, by the way, you also have to take this experience that you've had and try to translate it for a group <laughs> of people who may not be intimately familiar with what you do. And you're coming from an environment where, of course, everybody knows what you've done because everybody speaks this sort of common yeah. language, or at least most people uh, will understand immediately what you've done. I mean, I, the work that you're doing has the potential to have a lot of impact for folks. Yeah, no, it's, it's very exciting. And the people that we're working with have no military background. So even now working with them this summer, Mark and I will throw out acronyms and they're, they're looking at us like, huh? <laughs> so going through this process in and of itself has been kind of like a translation. So um, I think with Mark and I's experience and knowledge of the military and, and uh, the company's desire to, to help veterans, like we can do a lot of good. So I'm excited. How did you pick this as the thing that you wanted to work on this summer? Um, what attracted you to this particular question? That's a great question. I, so in April, I reached out to the Career Development Center to try and figure out what I could do this summer. Cause I, I had, I didn't have to go through the recruiting process like everybody else did. So I kind of was like flapping in the wind thinking like, oh, what am I gonna do? I was like, I, I'll write cases. I can um, work on research for a professor. If there's any classes that people need help teaching this summer, I just listed off a bunch of things that were I would potentially interested in doing um, and was kind of lining something up with the Career Development Center and then had a meeting with um, the Darden Military Association and Mark was there and we kind of got to talking about what we were doing this summer. And he mentioned initially that he was going to be working on his startup and said I could come and help him with that if I wanted. And I jumped at that opportunity because it was going to be along the same vein as, as what we're doing now. Um, and then like a week later, he <laughs> called me and said, yeah, I, I met this guy who's about a couple years ahead of me in the process. So I'm just kind of going to fall in with him and work with him. Um, and we'll see if, if he still would let you join the project and talk to him and it was, it was a fit. So thankfully they, they kept me on to help volunteer with them. And um, yeah, uh, and I, I'm obviously going to be staying in, in the army after leaving Darden. Um, and I care about 
soldiers. I care about service members. And um, even if they're transitioning out of the military, I think it's such an important thing to be able to help them find work um, in the civilian world and being able to help in this small way is uh, just nice. It's nice to be able to be helpful. Well, as we were chatting before we got started with this conversation, the number of people transitioning out of the military every year, you shared that with me. And it's a huge yeah. number. It's a very it large number. It is a number. lot. I w- did not realize uh, something like 250,000 service members transition out of the military every year. Um, and they're all looking for work outside of the military. So it's a huge um, personal or personnel recruitment problem that um, this company, Military Hiring Accelerator, is trying to solve. So. Are there any other things that you've learned over the course of this work that, that have been surprising or interesting to you? Um, yeah, we, uh, so I, ha- we are working with these like software developers to do a lot of coding. So that's been kind of interesting to see behind the curtain of like website development. Um, I didn't realize how much went into um, like designing a web page and like making sure that what you put on a website can translate into a, a cell phone app um, and making things look aesthetically pleasing. Like it's a lot of work that I was not aware of. And I mean, I'm still learning things about the military through this project. We're having to do deep dives into all of the different jobs that people can have in the military. And I'm looking at those like, what? I've never seen this before. <laughs> like, so it's been fun on, on both sides. All right, well, you mentioned you're gonna go to West Point, you're gonna teach after graduation. Don't have a whole lot of exposure to teaching previously. Maybe you did a, maybe you did a little bit or some, some skills <laughs> that might be fungible, but this will be new for you. Has being at Darden, obviously Darden's a school that's really made its reputation around the educational experience, the faculty are known um, not just for being experts, but also really mm-hmm. being incredible in the classroom. Um, has that been impactful for you to be part of this experience? Yeah, I think definitely. Um, even just like the small things that the professors here do to make you feel at ease in the classroom and outside of it. Like um, this past year, um, Mark, Luann, Luca, like they all took time out of their busy schedules to sit and chat with us one-on-one or even in a group setting to get to know us on a personal level, um, which is something like I don't, I have not experienced really anywhere else. Um, and like getting to know them and their likes and dislikes and their, what they do on their time off, it just kind of humanizes them and when you go into the classroom, then you're so much more comfortable when you're learning from them. And uh, it just makes like such a a nice learning environment that was really, I really enjoyed that aspect of it for sure. Do you think that's something you'll carry forward in your own teaching? I know it's a little, probably maybe a little bit more complicated (laughs) at at West Point because of, well, you're in this (laughs) more military environment. Yeah, you are. And I remember as a cadet, like looking at, captain and like thinking that they were so scary (laughs) and I think it's nice to like humanize yourself when you're in a position of authority um like 
you need to be comfortable in order to really be able to learn and um, absorb material. So I think it's, I think I will definitely take those lessons of like making sure that they know the person behind the, the rank um, so that they have a good time in the classroom and know that I'm not just a robot up there teaching them about accounting and finance. <laughs> Well, my understanding about some of the learning at West Point is that it's Socratic in method. Yeah, it is kind of. They call it the Thayer method after um, the father of West Point, Sylvanus Thayer. Um, so you are, I mean, technically you are supposed to um, learn the material for class the day before you go in. So you're kind of still teaching yourselves while you have the professor up at the front of the classroom. So in that way, it is kind of like Darden, so. Well, Mary, I'm curious, uh, do you have any words of advice, any, any, any things that you would like to share with our prospective student listeners here on the podcast? Yes, so I actually enlisted help for this question to make sure that I covered my bases and they weren't just listening to me because I have such a different background coming in um, to Darden from, from most people. So I enlisted help from some of my section mates <laughs> for advice. So let me pull it up now so I don't get anything wrong. Okay. The first piece of advice um, was to come and visit if you're able to. I think my visit to Darden was awesome. Just getting to experience the school and what grounds looks like. It's such a beautiful campus um, and such a beautiful school. You really don't get that until you're standing in Saunders. It's awesome. Um, and then getting a flavor of of what the classroom environment is like and um, kind of what the section um, environment is like. I think that was really important for me to, to view. Um, and then to talk to as many people, as many students as possible um, to pick their brains about. And then the next piece of advice was um, to follow an agile management approach to your application. So making sure you have a process for uh, keeping track of your application to-do list. So your to-dos, what you have in progress and what you've completed to kind of keep you on track. Um, and then kind of just to sit back and take a breath and realize that it's gonna work out. Um, if Darden's the place for you, you're gonna, it's gonna work out. And um, yeah, just, breathe through it, relax. Um, it'll happen. I was waitlisted at Darden uh, and it kind of started freaking out a lot about it, <laughs> um, but then was able to get in touch with the admissions uh, team. And um, really once I took a step back and, and looked at what they were asking me to do, I kind of was like, okay, I can do this. It's out of my control at this point. If it's meant to be, it'll happen. Um, and it happened. So well, it's a lot of good advice, not just a piece of advice, four pieces of advice. Yeah, lots of uh, advice. Not all mine. I have to give credit to Issa Fortuno because she um, she wrote me this really long text message of advice for prospective students. So if you're looking for someone to talk to as a prospective student, talk to her because she's full of good advice. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to have a lot of people out there Googling Agile and uh, project management. <laughs> yeah. and That's another thing I learned at my internship this summer. We're using it. I had never really even heard of it. And um, the software developers are all about it. So we're, we're using the like 
to do in process, complete backlog, all sorts of terms that I was like, okay, what goes in what bucket now? Well, there you go. So um, I think it's, it's good advice to get organized, to kind of stay, stay intentional, stay deliberate through this process. Yeah, I a definitely needed that things. advice when I was doing my application to Darden because <laughs> I was definitely kind of just like, what have I done? What haven't I done? Freaking out about it. So it's be less like me and be organized with your applications. Well, Anything you're looking forward to, Mary, in the upcoming year? Come, out, come off the summer, you're a second year student. Anything that you're particularly excited about? Yes, I'm excited to get back into the classroom, um, to be able to enjoy first coffee as like the full Darden tradition. Um, I'm excited for a full-blown Darden cup. Section A is going to come back with a vengeance. Um, so all the other sections better watch out calling it now um and yeah i mean just to you know really bond with classmates um before before we all leave at the end of the year i can't even believe that my first year is done it seems like it went by so fast so i'm hoping this year will go by a little slower because i want to cherish my time at Darden. <laughs> We hear that from a lot of second year students who come on the podcast is they're really trying to make, make the most of that, that time. Yeah. It's limited. It's going quickly. Well, Mary, good luck with that. That's going to be exciting. <laughs> thank you. Sounds, yeah. sounds like you have a lot to look forward to. And, and thank yeah. you for coming on the podcast and sharing more Thanks uh, for about having your story. Me. This is fun. And that was my interview with Mary Swan, a rising second year in our full-time MBA class of 2022. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.